You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Another day, another horrible loss as the Mets dropped the first game of their Subway Series against the New York Yankees. I will recap that game in the first segment and how the biggest takeaway is still... The Mets struggling aces. Max Scherzer roughed up again. If they don't get more from him and Verlander, this team is going nowhere, which is what we'll discuss in the second segment, as well as the third segment and how they could be stuck with this duo next season as well at that same price. Before we get to any of it, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter, Finkelstein Ryan. You can also find some of my writing, just baseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. What an awful game on Tuesday night. Mets versus Yankees. This team was up 5-1. They were up 5-1. And anything that can go wrong will go wrong. A five-spot in the fourth inning. Max Scherzer, your supposed ace, couldn't make it out of the fourth. And as much as there's bad play across the board, you know, Brandon Nemo not catching a fly ball, Francisco Lindor striking out with the bases loaded and one out on a pitch that didn't seem too hard to hit and he couldn't even get contact on it to get the tying run across late. Yes, there's a lot. Uh, of people to blame. Stalin Marte is striking out right after Francisco Lindor in this one. But as we'll talk about throughout the show today, it comes down to those high-paid aces. Father Time is undefeated. And currently, it certainly appears like Father Time is doing a number on the Mets' top two pitchers. And until that gets figured out, there's no hope whatsoever for this Mets team. You can't, at the deadline, replace the two guys that are getting paid $43.3 million a season. You just can't. You can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. So you look at this game and how it plays out, and yes, again, other people to blame, but are you really pinning it on a lineup that actually – all things considered, performed pretty well in this game. Okay. With runners in scoring position, they were 3 for 15. Yes. Was there more meat on the bone? Absolutely. But first inning, you're immediately in a one nothing hole. Giancarlo Stan hits a home run. Brandon Nemo answers. Lead-off homer in the bottom half of the first. So, game tied. Alvarez Lindor get walks. Uh, you had McNeil and, and uh, Marte both line out. So... You have two on, two out. Brett Beatty, two out hit. All right. That's good baseball. Good team play. You have a lead. 
Scherzer actually had a good second inning. After Guillaume flew out to lead things off in the second, Mark Canna doubled. Brennan Nemo gets hit by a pitch. Alvarez grounds out. Okay, but there was runners in second and third because of a bulk. And Jeff McNeil picks him up. Two out hit. Couple runs score. Mets up 4-1. Go to the third inning. Nothing really happens for, for the Yankees. Stoya Marte, base hit, steals second. Brett Beatty draws a walk. Tommy Pham strikes out. An error by the Yankees allows the Mets to load the bases. They take advantage. Marcana puts the ball in play. The base is loaded uh, and one out. And is able to, to beat out a, a you know, potential double play ball. The Mets get another run. There you go. 5-1. Later in the game, okay, you, you look at the fifth inning. After the lead gets completely evaporated and flipped on you, Mets are able once again to come up with the two-out hit. You had Starling Marte flies out, Brett Beatty get a got a base hit. Tommy Pham grounds it out, Beatty to second. Giorme gets a knock that brings in Beatty to tie the game at that point. So as much as the lineup didn't come through in, in that eighth inning, and, and they had their opportunity, um, or, or any of the other innings beyond that fifth. Uh, but you know, particularly the eighth inning, you had your 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 golden opportunity. Marcana walks, Nimmo gets a base hit. Um, you, know, you have Francisco Alvarez beat out a would-be double play ball, so you still have runners at the corner. Jeff McNeil gets hit by a pitch. So the bases are loaded with Lindor up. And you get a, a brutal strikeout. And and as bad as that was on a pitch that was granted 98 miles per hour, but down the middle. You still have to go back to that fourth inning. Nothing in that game is worse than what Scherzer did. No one should be blamed more than Max Scherzer. And look, he didn't have control of his stuff. It was clear from jump. He just did not have it in this one. And he was getting by a little bit early, but there was too many pitches where he was missing his spots out over the heart of the plate. And eventually the Yankees were able to capitalize. Deja LeMahieu hits a two-run homer. Uh, at the beginning of that fourth inning there. So all of a sudden you go from 5-1 to 5-3. Gives up hits to guys like IKF and Kyle Higashioka. Anthony Volpe's had a rough year. He gets a big double for the Yankees to score one. Base hit by Jake Bowers. I mean, it's not like he was facing the Bronx Bombers. And Dominic Leone comes on and strikes out Stanton and gets Gleiber out. So Scherzer's the, the biggest culprit in, in this way. He's the, he's the one to blame. He's the one to point fingers at. Uh, you know, we can talk about Drew Smith and the sticky stuff, and maybe I'll get to that in the final segment. But the bottom line for me, and the, the only takeaway that matters is Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander through. You know, the first however many games we're at now, you're getting close to the halfway point, have been awful. And if they continue to pitch like this, there is a next to 0% chance that you're making the playoffs. And the only thing that turns around is them. That's it. But how can you have hope when 
You had Scherzer finally seem to pull himself out of it recently. And then he falls right back off a cliff. Hand the ball off to Verlander now. Let's see how that goes. Maybe he brings a little bit of optimism back into this season on Wednesday. But I'm not counting on it. Uh, I want to discuss that at a little bit um, more length in just a minute. Before we do, though, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. If you've ever been in a situation where you want to go to the game, but you're stressing out trying to find tickets and you're looking for that lowest price, Game Time is the app for you. It's fast and easy. You can buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have at the game. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONOB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKEDONOB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Mets for the New York Yankees again, 710 Eastern time on Wednesday night. If you want to catch every pitch in the Mets hometown broadcast, you can do so with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Mets. Now you look at the season on June 14th now and where things stand. Once again, Scherzer's got an ERA over four and he joins Justin Verlander as a 4.85 ERA as well. So these are two guys who have been unmitigated disasters this year. And look, with Scherzer, I gave him the benefit of the doubt for a while, and I still believe, as crazy as it is to say, that he's got to be better, and he eventually will be better. I don't think that he has completely lost it because he found it at one point this season not too long ago. Okay, remember, first start of the year, six innings pitched, three earned. Okay, gave up some runs late. He looked pretty solid. Second start, gets knocked around by the Brewers. Third start, good against the Padres. One hit, three walks, six strikeouts, no runs. Looking good against the Dodgers. Sticky stuff. Um, Suspension. Comes back against Detroit, gives up six runs. Doesn't make it out of the fourth. He then had a start against the Nationals. Five innings, one run allowed. Goes against the Guardians. Six innings, no runs allowed. Goes against the Rockies. Seven innings. One run allowed against the Phillies, seven innings, one run allowed. And then it's the Braves and the Yankees, and it's a disaster. Five earned runs, um, doesn't quite make it out of the sixth against the Braves, and this one, six earned, doesn't make it out of the fourth. You You didn't see these starts last year with Max Scherzer. He just didn't have them. You go through last season, giving up four runs, I count one, um, where he went six innings still against the Phillies May 1st. And then you had to keep scrolling. You had <laughs> last year it was the same same two teams. It was Braves-Yankees, four runs apiece. 
six and a third uh, in the first one against the Braves, six and two thirds against the Yankees. So those are still pretty decent starts. And then nothing, nothing, nothing. Braves got him again. So is this a guy that can only carve against bad teams? Is that where he's at? I mean, look, there's some good starts against some good teams last year. That's an issue, especially when you think about pitching in October. And the Mets have staked their franchise to these two guys at an exorbitant contracts. Last year, Justin Verlander pitched to a 1.75 ERA. It's unbelievable. The Mets signing him, okay, is not crazy. It was the prudent decision based on who was in the market. But you really put yourself in a precarious spot. And anyone they signed, they would have been in a bad spot. If it was Carlos Rodon, you would have been in a, in a spot over a six-year deal with injury concerns. But Jacob DeGrom would have been a five-year deal. And everybody would have killed the Mets if they just brought back Chris Bassett. It would have been the wisest decision to go Scherzer, Bassett, Senga. But nobody, not a single one of you fans was saying that this offseason. You just weren't. It was three names atop the market, and everyone said the Mets had to grab one. And currently, he's the only one pitching of those three. But he's been bad this year. And last year in the playoffs, he was pretty bad. I mean, he had two good starts, two bad starts. So you just wonder how these guys would perform if you even made it to October, although that is so far out of the realm right now because you just have to figure out how to get this season back on track. Until you get... Scherzer and Verlander firing at all cylinders for a few months for let's just say not even a few, how about five turns in the rotation row where these guys are excellent. If you're getting 40 or 40% of your games where you're getting those type of efforts, it just will ease everything because what happens when you're a Mets team that gets up five, one on the Yankees and then Max Scherzer coughs it all up. What happens to you mentally? All of a sudden, Brandon Nimmo is dropping fly balls. Francisco Lindor is striking out in big spots. It's not to blame Scherzer for their struggles, but mentally, it is a hurdle. And you don't have a Pete Alonso who can hit a home run at any time. You need your aces to be aces to win in Major League Baseball. You just do. And moving forward, this could get scary disastrous for the Mets. I want to talk about Drew Smith and the sticky stuff. We'll get to that. But I also want to spend a little bit more time on Scherzer and Verlander in the future here. Because if this becomes a thing, the Mets have put themselves in a ridiculous hole. And Steve Cohen can only pour so much money into dragging this team out of it. So I'll get to that in just a minute. First, though, Another word from our sponsors. The New York Mets with the New York Yankees again at 710 Eastern time on Wednesday night. Catch every pitch in the Mets hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Mets. Now, with Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, this could become an even worse disaster than it already is. When you think about 
this window to win with these guys and what you thought it was going to look like. You are spending the absolute premium for these two pitchers. Per average annual basis, no one is making more than these two guys whose combined salaries are more than, is it half the team's payrolls in baseball? Is it 10? How many teams are even approaching a $90 million payroll? And these two guys are sniffing 87 between them. Now, what's scary about this, Justin Verlander's contract, two-year deal, an option. Um, I don't even know. I had to look again to see how that option vests. The options for $35 million, I think it's 160 innings pitch or something about Cy Young. Let me look that up. But bottom line, he's got two years, 86.6 guaranteed. The option vests with 140 innings pitched in 2024. $35 million option. So I'll tell you what, if Verlander's bad for the rest of this year and bad next year, he certainly won't get to 140, I'll tell you that much. But looking at these deals, next year Verlander's on the hook for the exact same amount. Max Scherzer has a player option. I, at this point, would be shocked if Scherzer opted out of that. He's not getting $43 million on the open market with the way he's pitched. Now, yes, there was a stretch this season where he looked like Max Scherzer, but considering the bad tape he's put out there, no chance he's getting that over a one-year deal. Now, if he finishes this year really strong, maybe he leads the Mets on a World Series run, okay. Maybe there, there's a world where another team is paying him over a two- or three-year deal, but even then, Max Scherzer's not going to be incentivized to – Get out of this contract. Honestly, he's going to be incentivized to play it out again, try to have a great season and test free agency after it. Because I feel like most teams at best with the best case scenario, everything that breaks this year, what's he looking at 50 million for two years. Why not just pitch on one year, 43 and see if you can get at least, you know, another $10 million salary. Bottom line is at this point, I feel like you're locked in on that deal. So now, okay, it's not Scherzer could go. It's Scherzer's probably staying. So you're locked into nearly $87 million this season and the same next year for these two guys who are going to be pitching in what, age 39 and age 41 seasons? And age 38 and age 40 seasons are going this poorly? This is worst-case scenario stuff for Steve Cohen. He is setting... Millions of dollars on fire every time one of these guys takes them out. You have a big Subway Series with all the pomp and circumstance that the Mets put together in this one. And Steve Cohen's got to watch his $43.3 million pitcher cough up a lead to the Yankees in the fourth inning. It's bad, man. It's really, really bad. And I keep on trying to to pump some sunshine on this one and say, hey, this team's going to be okay. They got too much talent to fail. Do they? Certainly hasn't looked like it lately. But beautiful thing about baseball is there's always tomorrow. 
Maybe Justin Verlander surprises us all, goes up against the Yankees, puts up a bunch of zeros, and makes you feel better for a night. Then you have an off day and you move on and you try to get a little bit closer each day. There's still some fun left in this season. I'm sure of it. Right now, we're not seeing it. Well, I nearly forgot the sticky stuff story with Drew Smith. I actually was editing the podcast back and was like, I teased this multiple times and never got to it. So Drew Smith comes on to pitch in this game, never throws a pitch. They end up throwing him out of the game due to sticky stuff. And he says it's sweat and rosin. Umpires disagree after the game. Apparently Uh, he said that, you know, he had gone to the MLB official uh, after, and he said, yeah, that's nothing, but it was umpires discretion. And if the same thing holds true as what the umpires discretion was last time, although this time they didn't even let him go wash it off and attempt to come back in which is frustrating. Um, you know, they didn't give him the warning. He's probably heading towards suspension. Um, he should, by the letter of the law, get a suspension like Scherzer did, and then you're going to have to pitch down a man in the bullpen for 10 days, which is, in some regards, like worse than what happened with Scherzer. Um, you pitch a man down in the rotation, but, you know, you were to juggle spot, spot starters and make it work. Now you're just down uh, an arm. And an arm you need. So that sucks too. <laughs> but I figured I probably should mention it uh, since it was big news. So uh, I digress on that one. That's going to be all for today's edition of Locked on Mets. On tomorrow's show, I'll breaking down um, the final game of this Subway series um, and, and what lies ahead for all you every day. So make sure you follow, rate, review, or get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show, Locked on Mets. Want to catch every pitch of the Mets hometown broadcasting against the New York Yankees? You can do so with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Mets.